This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to the Mom Room Podcast. My name is Renee Rena, and I am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted. Let's record a podcast together, shall we? Um, Milo was home today. It So this past weekend was a long weekend for us in Canada. It was Thanksgiving. Um, we didn't really do anything. My husband was on call yesterday. And today, Tuesday, Milo stayed home with a fever. So I'm not able to get anything done, obviously. Um, it's 7 p.m. right now. My husband is upstairs giving Milo a bath and I am downstairs recording this podcast. So far, Milo has no other symptoms. It's just a fever. Um, We've been giving him, obviously, medication to try and take it down and we got him tested for COVID this afternoon, which always sucks. I think this is his third or fourth test. Like, Remember the days where your child would be sick and you just kept them home for a couple days and then they went back to school? No. Now it's like such a big thing because you have to schedule them a test, bring them in while they're not feeling well, like get them in the car, have this like terrible experience. It makes him so upset. Um, And it's like, who needs that when your child is sick? Okay. It's just like an added major stress. Anywho, we should get the results back tomorrow. I'm hoping that I'm not going to catch this because we all know if I catch it, I'm going to have a major sinus infection for like three weeks when I literally just got over one. I'm still, still have it a little bit, but I can tell it's ending. So if I get another one that quickly, I am going to go into a depression. So yeah, I'm hoping his test comes back negative tomorrow and he's better by like Thursday or Friday. We will see. And that I do not get it. Okay, today's episode is about sleep because I have been mildly obsessed with sleep the past few weeks. And the reason I became obsessed with it is because I all of a sudden developed a sleeping problem, which I never had in my entire life. And I will start by saying that I never cared about sleep until I had a child. I have never had any issues with sleeping, like falling asleep or waking up at night, except for my sinuses. So before I had surgery on my sinuses in 2015, every once in a while, I would be up all night blowing my nose. Like it was crazy, just nonstop mucus, constantly blowing my nose. Since I had surgery in 2015 for my septum, that has changed. I still blow my nose quite a lot, but like it doesn't keep me up at night. So yay for that. Um, But for the most part, I've never really had an issue falling asleep, staying asleep, waking up in the middle of the night nothing like that. So in the last few weeks, probably four, three or four weeks now, I have had probably three or probably three nights where I have literally not slept for a second, been wide awake all night. And it is 
rage-inducing, and you are non-functional the next day. The first night that it happened to me, at 11 p.m., I took Gravol because if I'm having a hard time sleeping or if I didn't sleep well, like if Milo kept me up or whatever, and then I really wanted to make sure that I got a good sleep the next night, oftentimes I would take Gravol and that like just puts me to sleep, um, puts most people to sleep. But that night where I was up all night, I took gravel at like 11 or 11.30 because I could just tell. I, I felt wide awake. Um, so I took the gravel. Nothing. It did nothing. If anything, it just made me groggy. But I was still in this like heightened state of being wide awake. And it was terrible. So that was shocking. And I was like, wow, this is like a one-off random situation. Don't know what was going on there. Um... And then it happened like a few nights later again. And then some nights I would get a decent sleep. Like this is within the last three weeks. But then most nights I was falling asleep fine, like around 10, 1030. And then waking up literally a few hours later and not able to fall back asleep at all. So there were a few nights where I would wake up at like midnight, 1, 2 a.m., let's say. And then be wide awake until like I had to get up in the morning. And then there were some other nights where I would wake up and then fall back asleep a little bit, wake up again, fall back asleep a little bit, like on and off. So on top of a sinus infection that I've had, I have been having major sleep issues. And the sleep issues are not related to the sinus infection because my sinuses have not been stuffed up. It's more of like a heavy head feeling. So it's not keeping me up, um, thankfully. But yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on? And it's so frustrating because your entire quality of life is just like down the toilet. You don't want to do anything the next day, but then you also don't want to nap because you don't want to ruin your chances to sleep the next night. So it's just been nuts. And the thing is, before having Milo, if I had a few off nights where I wasn't getting good sleep or, you know, I didn't sleep one night, like I was up really late and then had to get up early, it didn't really matter. Even if I had like a class or, you know, a meeting or something the next day, like you were able to mentally just rally through what you had to get done because in the back of your mind, you know that eventually you're going to be having alone time and you can just go home and put on Netflix and do nothing for as long as you want. Like there was always that comfort in knowing that at some point you can relax and you don't have to take care of anyone. You are only responsible for yourself. You could you know, eat toast for dinner and it didn't matter, sleep in, whatever, whatever. So since having a kid, you don't have that comfort anymore. So sleep is even more of like an obsession. Hence the reason why my husband and I do not sleep in the same bed, because I want the best possible sleep every single night. And I don't want to hear him breathe. I don't want him having his alarm go off at five in the morning, like on days where he has to get up early. If he's on call and he gets called from the hospital at one in the morning, I do not want to hear it. And it's so funny because before 
we had Milo, those things would not bother me because again, it was like, oh yeah, well, if I'm tired tomorrow, it's not a big deal. I only have to take care of myself and I can lay down and just be a tired person. Being a parent does not allow you to be a tired person. So my obsession with sleep and trying to figure out what to do started because I was not sleeping. And then I listened to an armchair expert episode with Dr. Huberman, and it was so good. Super informative. Like, the guy is a genius, and he is, I believe he, I'm going to look it up actually, one sec. Okay, Dr. Andrew D. Huberman. He also has a podcast called The Huberman Lab, I listened to a few episodes. It is very, it's like you're in a lecture hall at university. Like it's very like high quality research-based science stuff. Um, He does some solo episodes and then he has some guests as well. But anyways, I first heard him on Armchair Expert because I love that podcast. Um, He is a neuroscientist in the... In a professor in the Department of Neurobiology at Stanford University School of Medicine. So I listened to his podcast as Milo and I were driving up to my parents' property like four weeks ago or something, and or three weeks ago. And I was like mentally taking notes because they talked a lot about sleep, which is one area that he specializes in. And so I made mental notes of all the things that he was saying was important to do. So I was so surprised to learn that the number one thing you can do for your sleep is free. And what that is, is getting out in the direct sunlight and he makes it clear that it doesn't have to be, you know, like super bright sun, like you're living in Southern Florida or something. It can be you know, like our skies right now are pretty gray and cloudy in the morning because we're getting into winter, but that doesn't matter. It's like, just get out, have direct light from the sky getting into your eyes. And then like within one to two hours after you wake up, don't like driving doesn't count. Sitting at a window doesn't count because that blocks a lot of the the benefits from the light getting into your eye. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. 
The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right, the quality is unmatched, you are going to love it, and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge Huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. can be like five to 10 minutes, depending on how bright the sky is that day. Um, but yeah, getting that light in the morning and then also at sunset. So I have been trying to do that because it resets your circadian rhythm. And it's interesting because 
Like, he's a scientist. He's not trying to sell us anything. And I really thought it was cool that the number one thing he recommends is free. He's not trying to push a product. He's literally just telling you what the science says. So that was a major thing that I'm trying to do. I'm not always getting it, but I'm trying and I'm mindful of it now. Um, There was that. And then there were certain supplements that he talked about. So he talked about L-theanine, which I had never heard of before. So I got some of that. The brand that I'm using is called Organica. So L-theanine, I am taking right now, it is one tablet is 225 milligrams. So there's that. And you take these like a half hour before bed. Again, I'm not a medical doctor. I shouldn't say again because I haven't said that yet, but I'm not a medical doctor, but I am a doctor of philosophy. But still, I'm not recommending these supplements to anyone. I am just relaying the information and telling you what I'm trying right now. So the L-theanine, Um, And then also magnesium threonate, which I had never heard of before either. And actually, when I went into the health food store, which sells a lot of supplements, I had a really hard time finding it and they only had one brand. So I don't think it's a very common form of magnesium. But when I asked the woman that worked at the health food store, she said that's magnesium more for like cognitive function. So I'm thinking... It's beneficial for like if your mind races at night, um, which mine definitely does. So there's magnesium three and eight. And then he recommends chamomile tea, which I have sitting beside me right now. I bought the um, night night variety pack from David's tea just to try them out and see which ones I like. Something that I found really interesting that he does not recommend is melatonin because I find that's the first thing people say is like, oh, take melatonin, but he does not recommend melatonin. And to be honest, well, usually when I'm not falling asleep, like I just want something that's going to knock me out. So like I literally will take NyQuil just so that it makes me sleep or Gravol, for example. And I always found melatonin just did not have that effect at all. So Anyways, I was never really a fan of it, but he recommends not to use it. Um, It is a hormone. Melatonin is a hormone. So he recommends more so taking supplements or minerals uh, as opposed to a hormone because melatonin is something that is produced naturally by your body every day. So typically your melatonin levels are going to peak in the middle of the night. Um, But your body only produces a small amount. So he was saying that most melatonin products contain 1 to 10 milligrams of melatonin, which is like a massive amount compared to what your body creates or produces naturally. So the thought is that it can really affect your hormones. It's especially important in children because melatonin is what the body produces to keep puberty from happening. So if like there's so many melatonin gummies and things for children. And so the argument or the science, I guess, is saying that, you know, giving yourself melatonin 
regularly from like pill form or whatever can disrupt your body's natural production of the hormone. So I thought that was super interesting because melatonin just seems to be thrown around like it's nothing and I didn't even realize that it's a hormone. So anyways, I also found out when I was looking into melatonin that it has possible interactions or negatively interacts with SSRIs and I am on citalopram which is an SSRI so that was also interesting. So I have been doing that. I have been reading my Kindle before bed and I actually switched the background of my Kindle to be black instead of white so I kind of flipped it so the text is in white thinking that it was just less light getting into my eyes because Dr. Huberman stresses that in the evening you really want to minimize the amount of light getting into your eyes. So let's say after 8, 9 p.m. depending on when you go to bed trying to keep the lights really dim and also this was super interesting the receptors in your eyes that take in the light and kind of adjust your circadian rhythm or like let your body know that it's time for bed or time to wake up they are at the bottom of your eyes so that's kind of where sunlight would hit them best So he was saying in the evening, if you can, you know, put on lamps or lights that are low instead of overhead lights, it would be really beneficial because those receptors are not being as like inundated with light. If you want the more scientific, you know, like someone who actually knows what they're talking about version, go check out his podcast. He has some episodes all about sleep. Um, I am just kind of giving you like I took in all the information and now I'm just like regurgitating it in a way that my brain can comprehend it. So it's funny because before I used to watch Real Housewives on my phone every single night for like 45 minutes to an hour before literally just rolling over and going to bed. So in my mind, I was like, is the Kindle worse for blue light in the eyes? Like it doesn't even make sense. But turns out the Kindle is better. It has much less blue light uh, coming from it than an iPhone or like an iPad. So that's good. But yeah, I don't know. I've never, it's weird because I've been watching my phone or watching TV before bed literally since I was born. So why would it all of a sudden affect me? I don't know. But I'm just trying to like think of every little thing because when you don't sleep, you go crazy and you'll do anything. Um, Something else that he said is when it's daytime, it is good to get the blue light into your eyes. So he did mention how so many people now wear blue light glasses throughout the day because they think the blue light into their eyes is bad. But he said no, like you actually want that during the day because it signals to your body that like it's daytime and it just keeps that circadian rhythm like in check. So I mentioned before about the mind racing when you wake up in the middle of the night. I know some people have it when they go to fall asleep and I've had that like a few times but it's more common for me to be able to fall asleep okay and then wake up a few hours later and then my mind is racing and okay these are two things 
that I was ruminating about in the middle of the night, like without, like I didn't want to be thinking about these things, but I could not stop. Number one, I was, this was before we had canceled our trip to Vancouver. Milo and I were supposed to go with my husband and I woke up in the middle of the night and I could not stop thinking about taking the ferry from the mainland to Victoria, uh, Vancouver Island, because that's what we had booked to do. We were going to take Milo to Victoria for a couple days. And I love the ferry. It's such a beautiful um, ride. But I woke up in the middle of the night panicking because I was thinking that we were going to be on the deck of the ferry, like looking, you know, like tourist stuff, like looking around. And someone was going to come pick up Milo and throw him off the side of the ferry. Like, what? And I was like panicking. I I could not stop thinking about it. And I was like, okay, well, we can just stay inside on the boat and like sit in seats. And, you know, he can like play games or we'll bring a bunch of toys. Like, we're not going to go walking around outside. Like, I was convinced that that was going to happen. So that was not fun. Um, I said there was two things, but I literally cannot remember what the second really random thing was. If I think about it, I will tell you guys. If I think about it not while recording this podcast, I'll tell you on Instagram. But yeah, just wild thoughts. So anyways, I really feel for people who have sleep issues because it sucks especially if you have children, young children. Um, Something else that someone wrote to me on Instagram that I'm trying is they said they take their citalopram in the morning because it does tend to give them like a little boost of energy. So I used to take mine before bed, but last night was the first night that I moved it to the morning. So I took it this morning instead, just in case that will make a little bit of a difference. Um, What else? I am trying to get back on the Peloton. When you have a sinus infection, the last thing you want to do is freaking cardio, let me tell you, because your head feels 900 pounds and you just want to lay down and close your eyes. So I have not been doing the Peloton. I went on the other day just for shits. Like I literally, like I didn't shit on my bike, but I literally just pedaled while Cody ran a class and I didn't worry about the output or anything. And it felt really nice and I'm excited to get back into that. And I think physical activity will obviously help with sleep. I think it's best to do it earlier in the day if you can. My like peak time to work out is usually early afternoon. So hopefully I can get back into that. I have not tried any kind of meditation thing, but I'm not against it. And I can see myself doing that in the future. I have been sleeping with a sound machine for years, so that is a must. I will continue to sleep with a sound machine. It is phenomenal. We use the Marpac, M-A-R-P-A-C, the Dome, D-O-H-M. We have like three of them in the house. We all use one and we travel with it. Like that is a must have. Something that my naturopath, I'm going to have a whole episode about what I'm doing with the naturopath and why I'm seeing one, like digestion digestion problems and all that stuff. So stay tuned for that. I think it might be the next 
solo episode. Um, but yeah, so something else that we added to my routine for sleep and like just calmness in the evening so that my mind doesn't race is the magnesium, like the calm magnesium, um, stuff. I think it's magnesium citrate or something. So I just add a tiny little bit to my tea in the evening because I'm working my way up to a bigger dose because it literally makes me have crazy diarrhea, TMI, but I'm sorry, this is my life. One thing that I think might be going on when it comes to sleep, and I will just end on this because I forgot to mention this, is that every single, and I learned this from Dr. Huberman as well, so every 24 hours your body has like a spike in cortisol and the optimal time that that happens is usually sometime in the morning sometimes that cortisol spike can get moved to the middle of the night or the evening and that's like a hormonal thing so i have been keeping track of what happens when I wake up. So for example, the other night when I woke up at, I think it was midnight I woke up, I was like covered in sweat. Like I was so sweaty. So that is kind of like a hormonal, you know, like it kind of makes you think that it might be hormone related, but I'm going to keep track of it. And if I have to get my hormones tested, then I will, of course. But that could be what's happening. Like I'm able to fall asleep and then my cortisol spikes in the middle of the night and does not go back down because when I do wake up in the middle of the night, like my heart is racing and I'm wide awake, like ready to run a freaking marathon. So it's really, really strange before like, you know, this all started three or four weeks ago. So before that, if I woke up in the middle of the night, sometimes I would even get up and go pee and I would just crawl back into bed and instantly fall back asleep. Now it's like, good Lord, like my body wants me to go like do a Peloton ride. That's what it feels like. Oh, mon dieu. It's weird because it's like your body, your heart is racing and you're like wide awake, but mentally like you're so tired and you just want to sleep. It's the worst. Anyways, thank you for listening to my rampage on sleep or my rant, I should say. If you haven't already, please rate, review, and subscribe or follow this podcast. You can also follow me on social media at Renee Rena with the little underscore thingamabob on TikTok and Instagram. And the Mom Room Podcast Instagram account is beautiful. So check that out as well. Our reels are going once a day and I'm so excited about it. I am going to get some new t-shirt designs up on the mom room shop very soon. Um, My favorite t-shirt that I wear that I designed, which I haven't released yet, is it says mentally at a 90s boy band concert. And that's literally accurate. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, Other than that, I hope you guys are all sleeping well. If not, I hope you took some value from this episode because it freaking sucks to not sleep. I have found the supplements to be helping somewhat because I am getting some sleep and I'm able to function the next day. So that's good news. Um, Knock on wood. I don't want to jinx myself. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and I hope you and I sleep tonight. Oh, 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 oh,